Welcome into Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the podcast. Hopefully, you guys' week has been great and you're ready for a weekend ahead. It's been a very warm, sunny week here along the Wasatch Front in Utah, and hopefully, you guys have all been kind of enduring it, whether you're here along the Wasatch Front. I know it's summer elsewhere in the United States as well, but thanks again for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. Roadmap of where we're going today, we're going to talk about the Toledo Rockets, BYU's Week 5 opponent as we continue our reverse, our 12-12 and in reverse of the BYU football opponents. Wasn't able to find a media member who was available this week to talk about Toledo, so I did my own research, and we'll talk about the Toledo Rockets and what they'll f- offer BYU as one of the MAC favorites. That's the kind of a surprising thing about the Toledo Rockets, but we'll talk about them. Also need to get to one of our burning questions ahead of BYU Fall Camp opening up this weekend and practices beginning in earnest early next week by talking about BYU's wide receiving core, who will step up to help BYU out at that at those critical positions. And of course, we got to get to our player countdown series as we talk about Kavika Fanua, senior running back. Can he stay healthy? We'll spotlight him on today's podcast as well. And with that, let's get to it. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for July 26th, 2019. Hi guys, I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. And thanks again for taking the time to download the show. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Let's begin today's podcast with one of the burning questions for us ahead of BYU Fall Camp opening up, and that is at the wide receiving core for BYU. Wide receivers at BYU over the past few seasons, to be frank, have been disappointing. There's a hope that this year the wide receiver core can step up and really be part of the solution for BYU. We talked about BYU's linebackers earlier on this week and how the linebacking core at BYU really had a lot of a lot of guys graduate. It opens up a lot of opportunities for BYU players that are at that position group to really step forward and make a name for themselves. Well, BYU's wide receiving core doesn't have a lot of guys who graduated, but there are a lot of opportunities for young players to step forward. You have three seniors on this roster currently in Aleva Hifo, uh, Talon Shumway, and Micah Simon. All three of them figure to factor into how BYU does with wide receivers this year. I think Aleva Hifo's got a potential pro career staring him in the face. He's got to go out and kind of seize it. We've talked about Kairos Tonga earlier this week and his ability to play in uh, be able to be a factor every play. Well, I think a guy like uh, like uh, Aleva Hifo has to be able to go out there and show that when he does get the ball thrown to him, because there is a lack of control that wide receivers can have when it comes to the ball getting thrown their way. But Aleva Hifo's ability to return kicks, his ability to contribute in the run game with those fly sweeps that he was so effective at a year ago early in the season, and also just his ability to get open at the slot receiver position and catch passes, I think he's got the ability to have a potential pro career. Not the biggest guy, 5'10", 187 pounds, but well suited to play the role that he does for BYU. The other seniors I mentioned, Talon Shumway and Micah Simon, 
Shumway came on late in the season last year, had a pretty good year, and Micah Simon just had a disappointing year, plain and simple. He was a team captain a year ago, the only junior team captain BYU had, and he did not live up to the hype. So he'll obviously be hoping to bounce back and have a good senior year, and I expect both of them at kind of those outside wide receiver positions to be factors. Uh, we talked about Neil Pau's legal situation earlier this week. He is expected to be a junior this fall, but based on what I understand about the situation, I doubt he sees the fall. I doubt he sees the field this fall. But we'll keep you updated with any news that comes out regarding that. So that thins the wide receiving core with his loss. And then after that, you've got a lot of underclassmen on this roster, plain and simple. It's an opportunity for a bunch of guys to step up. None more so than Gunnar Romney, the sophomore from Chandler, Arizona, and Chandler High School, six foot three, one hundred and eighty-eight pounds. He was very hyped coming out of high school, coming to BYU, and the hope was that he would come in and have an Austin Collie-like freshman season. Injuries derailed that, but according to all reports, according to himself, he is healthy and ready to go. And if he's ready to go, he is going to be the focal point of BYU's, BYU's wide receiving hopes. I think he's got the talent to be a go-to wide receiver. I don't think he necessarily has the top-end speed that you'd see at other programs in terms of their top wide receiver, but his ability to get open is what will help him out, and he's got a big opportunity this coming fall to show what he can do. Um, he'll be flanked by other guys who are underclassmen looking to make a name for themselves. Braden Cosper, he's missed a lot of time due to an ACL injury. Is he healthy coming into fall camp? Can he step up and make an impact? He's 6'3", 215 pounds. He's got every bit the look of that dominant, big-bodied receiver. Can he finally come back and start to make an impact? We'll see. His former high school running mate, Dax Milne, had a great role to play a year ago out of Bingham High School. A six-foot, 187-pound athlete. He He's more in the same mold of uh, Aleva Hifo. Smaller guy, gets open, can contribute in a myriad of ways, and he'll be expected to step up and have an impact this year. But then two incoming freshmen, I think, could play a big role on this team, and that is Luke Andrada, the speedster from Pueblo, Colorado, and Pueblo East High School, and Javel Brown, a six foot one, 180-pound athlete from San Diego, California, and Mira Mesa High School. Luke Andrada has pure, unadulterated track speed. He won the 100 meters in Colorado multiple times in terms of the state championships. He has got that speed that can take a top off an defense, and BYU hopes that he can come in and make an impact. I think Javel Brown is being underrated in his own right. I think with the lack of proven options at the wide receiving group, he could come in and have an impact. We also talked about Keanu Hill on yesterday's podcast as our player profile series reached 35. I think he's got the ability to be a Dax Mill. Maybe not have the biggest stat sheet this coming season but have an impact nonetheless so there's an opportunity for a bunch of wide receivers here to come in and really show what they're made of. You have other guys on this roster like a Talmadge Gunther, a former Lone Peak High School a quarterback who is making the, the transition to wide receiver. Uh, guys like Tavita Ika, Spencer Romney, Jacob Talbot, and Austin Wetzel. I don't know what they're going to be able to show, but they have the opportunity to go out this fall and show the coaching staff, hey, I'm deserving of playing time, but they have to make sure that when they get those sparse reps that they're likely to get, I'm not. I'm guessing they're running with the third team, you get one series, if that ball is thrown to you, you better hold on to it because the coaching staff takes note of every play. They watch all of the film, and if you flash on film, maybe you get one to two more reps. Maybe you get an opportunity with the second team for one day. You have to show what you can do. This wide receiving core has a lot of question 
marks surrounding it. A lot of young talent, but they've got to step up and become the key cog in this BYU offense to really get it on track. We talked about the tight ends earlier this week as one of the burning questions or a position group we were talking about. They're very talented. We're going to actually talk about tight ends a little bit later on today. BYU is actually ranked in ESPN's position U rankings for their tight ends. We'll talk about where they're ranked here in a little bit, but if BYU's wide receivers can't step up, guess what their coaches are going to do? Okay, we have these tight ends. They're talented. Let's get them open and give them the reps. They're going to take them away from these wide receivers and give them to the tight ends until the wide receivers prove that they are the guys that should be deserving the lion's share of the balls being thrown their way. We'll see how it goes, but there's a big opportunity here for BYU's wide receiving core. Uh, speaking of those three seniors, and Micah Simon, Talon Shumway, and... Uh, and Aleva Hifo, they have to lead the way. But guys like Gunnar Romney, uh, Keanu Hill, Luke Andrada, Talmadge Gunther, Braden Cosper, they're young. They need to show up and show out and be able to prove to the coaches, hey, I can get things done here. Let me have my chance to, to shine. And we'll see how it goes for them. I'm interested to see how it all plays out. And we'll be sure to track it for you all the way through fall camp. All right, that is our first segment here. We'll come back on the other side. We're going to talk about the, the Toledo Rockets next. A co-Mac favorite this coming season. I think this is a much stiffer test with BYU facing Toledo than many might think. And we'll talk about that because it is a road game. They are going to the Glass Bowl to take on the Rockets. We'll talk about a little bit about what Jason Candle's program has in store for BYU potentially coming up next. Before we do that though, reminder for you guys, if your company wants to reach an upscale male audience, then you should be advertising on this podcast, Locked on Coup. To get your company connected with that audience, email us at lockedonbyu at gmail.com or email locked at lockedonpodcasts.com to get more details about increasing your business with Locked On Cougars and the Locked On Podcast Network. On Cougars, your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars, right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Where of course, the slogan is "Your Team Every Day." I'm going to take a minute and step away from BYU Fall Camp previews to preview BYU's Week 5 opponent with our 12-12 and 12 in reverse opponent preview series. And we're going to talk about the Toledo Rockets for a moment here. Uh, Toledo is a team that I think BYU fans are severely underrating. Earlier this week, Toledo was picked as the West Division favorite in the Mid-American Conference. You know it as the MAC, And they return the majority of a high-flying offense from a season ago. They had they scored over 50 points six times in 2018, which is a school record. Do you expect them to re- run that back and do it all over again immediately? Probably not, but this is a team that, re- that returns eight of their starters on offense from a year ago. Two of their top receivers are back. Three of their offensive linemen are back. Uh, their, their tight end is back. Their quarterback and their top two running backs, Bryant Kobach and Shaquif Seymour, are actually very very talented players in their own right. So they have a two-headed monster at running back who could be absolutely menacing for a BYU defense. This is going to be an interesting test for the Cougars uh, coming off those four power five opponents. Would it be ideal for BYU to have a bye week and regain their breath, so to say, 
coming off those four games and then really step back into their schedule? Absolutely. But that's not how it's going to go. They're going to face off against Toledo, and Toledo, I'm guessing, is going to have this game circled on their on their schedule. They open up at Kentucky. They have a home game against Murray State, and then they travel to Colorado State the week before BYU. So they'll also be making the trip west and then headed back east home uh, before this game against BYU. But this is the home team in this game, and home teams, when you're in the comfort of your home confines, it really does help up your game. So I think BYU is in for a battle here. Now, I know some of you are saying, well, this is just a Mac team, Jake. They should be able to roll over these guys. And all I've got to say to you, remember Northern Illinois a year ago, 7-6? to six? Yeah, I do too. So there is a there is something to be said. These MAC teams see BYU as a big name opponent, a so-called pelt to be placed on their wall of upsets, etc. This is going to be a game that Toledo is going to be up for. They also return five starters on their defense. They have two defensive linemen, a linebacker, and then two of their defensive backs who were starters a year ago back on this team. There's a reason why Toledo is a favorite to win the West Division in the MAC and probably the probably the co-favorite for the conference overall alongside Ohio. This is a team that can go out and absolutely blow your doors off. Uh, they scored 66 points, 63 points, 52 points, 51 points, 45 points, 56 points, 51 points in their wins last year. So when they win games, they are putting up massive, massive chunks of points. BYU's defense is going to have their work cut out for them. To slow down what Toledo's doing on offense. Uh, Bryant Kobach and Shakif Seymour at running back. They averaged six yards per carry. Uh, they led uh, Toledo with nine. Uh, sorry, uh, Kobach had six yards per carry, excuse me. Led the T- Rockets with 917 yards and 14 touchdowns in 2018. And Seymour scored 17 touchdowns over the past two seasons. So this is a team that gets it done through the air and also on the ground. But their biggest thing, and this is according to the Athlon preview that I was reading an opposing Mac assistant coach said quote they're going to kill you on explosive plays they can stretch it and those running backs are really really solid just a really good looking team this is an underrated tough matchup for BYU to be facing coming off those four power five opponents Rightfully so that those four power five games, speaking of Utah, Tennessee, USC, and Washington, they're getting the talk for BYU because, of course, they're the only team to open the season with four power five opponents. But to have to play a team like Toledo, a MAC favorite, the week after you finish that gauntlet of four power five opponents, no offense, but Tom Homo did Kalani Satake no favors in scheduling this series when he did. And the way, the way it timed out. I guess the scheduling of the series is fine, just the way it kind of lays in the schedule. It's going to be a tough deal for BYU. Uh, big plays. You're going to have to slow them down because, like I said, Toledo, when they score, they score big. And their losses, they're pretty muted in terms of their scores. They lost at Miami, scored 24 points. At Fresno State, only scored 27 points. Eastern Michigan, 26 points. Buffalo, 17 points, 15 points at Northern Illinois. BYU fans remember that team. And also a loss versus FIU in their bowl game. It was the most they scored in a loss was 32 points in the Bahamas Bowl. So this is going to be interesting just to be overall an interesting matchup for BYU. Will the Cougars be beat up and go on the road and get their doors blown off? Or can they regroup in time to slow down a high-flying Toledo offense? Because it seems like if you hold Toledo into the 20s, you're more than likely going to win. And that's the interesting part about it. It's almost feast or famine for Toledo. They score big, they win. They don't score big, they don't win. 
I think BYU's defense is going to be a top 25 caliber defense, but this is a team that coming off a four-game gauntlet like BYU has to start the season against those Power 5 opponents could make it a little tough for BYU in terms of thinking, okay, we're just going to roll into Toledo, pick up a win, and fly back to Provo. It's going to be tough. Uh, Jason Candle is a great coach. He's done great things in succeeding uh, Matt Campbell as the head coach there at Toledo, and he's got a program I think that's going to impress some people, and it's going to be... It's going to be a tough matchup. That's the easiest way I can say it about BYU. So don't overlook the Toledo Rockets when BYU faces off against them on September 28th. All right, we will take a timeout here, come back on the other side, wrap things up for the week. Got to get to our player countdown highlight, talking about Kavika Fanua. And also, which uh, which position group at BYU should they be identifying themselves as? Because you hear a lot, BYU back in the day was quarterback U. There are some people that have said that BYU should be linebacker U in recent years. Well, ESPN has BYU labeled as one, and it's probably one you probably would know once I say it, but maybe you're not thinking of it right now. We'll get to that next right here on Locked On Cougars. And before we do that, reminder for you guys, when you're driving to or from work, making that commute, or just driving around town, all you have to do all you have to do to stay up to date on the latest in BYU news is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Cougars, and we will be right there with you for the drive. More in a moment. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast. Welcome back. As we close out today's edition of the podcast and pretty much close out the week, I want to thank you guys again for your continued support of the podcast. This is a podcast that's available on all major podcast platforms. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and also the Himalaya Podcast app. And if you don't mind, give us a good rating and review. They really do help us get the word out about the podcast. These podcasters use algorithms and they see those ratings and reviews, and that what's that's what they use to qualify you as one of the more popular podcasts so I want to thank you guys once again and for your continued support of the podcast and if you're new to the podcast welcome on in hopefully you'll be a part of your regular rotation of listening to this podcast to stay up to date with the latest in BYU news all right a couple of things to close out the week with ESPN earlier this week ESPN stats and information to be exact a lot of programs like to call themselves insert program name position group U. So teams like uh, Miami have called themselves uh, QBU in the past. BYU was known as quarterback university during Lavelle Edwards' tenure for multiple decades. There's DBU, O-line U. Well, ESPN stats and information dug deep into their numbers. They pulled details on all conference performers, all Americans, NFL draft picks, and stars from the pro ranks and came up with a formula to determine which were the official uh, QBUs, which were the running back U's, which is the wide receiver U, etc. Well, BYU made this list, and if you really want to think about it, it's not surprising that they're ranked as number 10 in tight end U. And this is, actually goes back only to the beginning of the BCS era in 1998. If you were to push this all the way back, BYU has an argument to be on QBU in my own mind. They'd be higher up in tight end U in my mind. And I think recently, they're probably building towards maybe being in the linebacker or you uh, timeline. But on this list, BYU is in tight end U at number 10. They list notable players consisting of Gabe Reed, Daniel Coates, Dennis Pitta, and Johnny Harleen. I think that's a good list. There are other guys on that list and probably included uh, uh, 
Doug Jolly would be in the, in the mix there. There are multiple guys from BYU's tight end core that have been standout players for multiple years. And guess what? I think BYU's got a few more coming. Matt Bushman, I think he is a star in the making. I think that's a guy that has multiple years in the NFL written all over him pending his health status. If he's able to stay healthy, he can play football for quite a while in my mind. I think Isaac Rex, he's listed at six foot six, two 240 pounds as a freshman coming into BYU off a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. That's a big-time tar- target. His old, his father, Byron Rex, was an all-conference, all-American honoree in his own right at BYU. There are multiple tight ends on BYU's roster right now. I think that could help BYU move up this list at some point. They have to stay healthy, obviously. they got to be able to go out and show it on the field. And all-conference designations, of course, BYU will be hurt in that regard because they are an independent in football and that they don't get all-conference honors. But guys that go into the pro ranks, if that's factored in here, I think BYU could see themselves creeping up these rankings at some point. I think guys like Kyle Van Noy, Fred Warner, Sione Takitaki at some point, and if other line Linebackers continue to join the fray for BYU. You could see them on linebacker U rankings lists in the future as well. It's a big opportunity for BYU here, and it's cool to see them being listed on this list. And congratulations to the Cougars on making this because this is all statistics. This is all numbers. ESPN stats and information does not go off of personal opinion. They're not biased, power five, blah, 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 blah. They go off numbers. That's what it's all about. And BYU's numbers say they are the 10th best in terms of being tight end at university. So congratulations. Number one on the list, Miami. Not all that surprising. Stanford, a program that I think BYU fans would like the Cougars to emulate was number three on the list just to note that as well all right one other thing we need to get to today before we wrap things up is our church and state player countdown series we are now just 34 days away from BYU and Utah kicking off the season at Lavelle Edwards Stadium we're under five weeks y'all we can do this and we're talking about senior running back Kavika Fanua on today's podcast uh senior from Syracuse High School in Syracuse Utah served a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints in Vancouver Canada and he is a guy who has had quite the career really was a decent player at uh at uh, linebacker for a time at BYU and actually did some good things at linebacker but then they moved him to running back and he was showing extremely well and then suffered just a horrific leg injury uh and went down down and has been recovering ever since. By all reports, he has fully recovered finally. It took over a year to finally get back to full health. Actually, they list him as a junior, so I don't know. Maybe he got that year back uh, from the NCAA, and that'd be awesome to see that, because like I said, he was showing extremely well, figured to be in the rotation for running back at some point, and if he's able to be healthy this year and is able to make an impression in fall camp, I really feel like he could be a guy that BYU coaches could count on. He's not necessarily the fastest guy. He's not the biggest guy. Six foot, two hundred and five pounds, but he gets he gets the job done. That's the biggest thing you can say. Is he just gets the job done. I don't know that he necessarily sees a lot of time this year with two graduate transfers on the roster at running back and also Lupini Katoa sitting there. But like I said, Kavika Fanua, before he got injured originally with that leg injury at running back, was really turning heads at practices and really factored into the decisions of the running back position group. And I think if he's able to stay healthy, he could do that once again, and we'll see how it goes for him this coming season. So there you go. Day number 34, number 34 running back, Kavika Fanua 
Tua on the Church and State Player Countdown Series. All right, that'll do it for today. Thanks again for joining us. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys to follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, at Locked on Cougars. Find me at Jacob C. Hatch on Twitter. Also, you can drop a note to the show anytime by emailing us at LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. We'll have some special weekend edition podcasts for you this weekend once again as we continue with our Church and State Player Countdown Series. And guess what? Monday, it's on. It is fall camp time. Get excited, y'all. Football is here. Let's do it. This has been the Locked On Cougars Podcast. 